and welcome to season four of the Mina Amsa Show podcast style. I'm so excited that you're joining me this season. This show is a place where you can find connection, insight, and probably answers to some of the questions that you'll have on your journey in life. Like, how do I grow and develop? How do I become a leader? How do I know I'm maturing? How do I find love and settle down? Well, my name is Mina Amso, and every week I'm joined by new and returning guests. We talk health, career, and relationships. We laugh, we get serious, we get silly. But this season, we are focusing more on leadership, self-development, and everything else in between. So grab a cup of coffee, relax, and welcome to the conversation. This episode is sponsored by Harcourts, Cooper & Co. Auckland-based real estate agents Bob Nahab and Peter Jones have a track record of helping Kiwis buy and sell their homes in Auckland. They are very experienced in the field, they know the market very well, and they'll make sure that your next house purchase or sell will be a breeze. So give them a call today. While newly appointed priests of just over three months, Father Tom Park of St. Mark's Pakuranga. He joins me today and he has a great story of how he became a priest and how he actually accepted his calling into the priesthood. And uh, yes, it is a quite a thrilling story. Uh, and he is here to tell me all about it. Father Tom, how are you? Hello, Mina. How are you? I'm well. I'm doing well here. I'm glad. I'm well, thank you. Not too bad. Thanks for being on the show. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, we've spoken about your uh, your story beforehand um, off, mm-hmm. um, off air a while back, and mm-hmm. I was really uh, fascinated about uh, the story. Mm. Perhaps not a lot of people have been through your um your journey to seeing what they're supposed to be doing in life perhaps it mm-hmm. has been a bit less dramatic <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, I, mean, right. I mean people listening could be could be priests could be engineers they could be um students so the the point of telling us the story that you um have gone through or the experience that you've gone through i suppose is just to see and to highlight uh how do you respond to calling and how do you, um, if you are a believer, then how do you mm-hmm. respond to God? Uh, if you're not, how do you respond to what's the, the life around you and what life is telling you? So mm. um, firstly, though, um, how long have you been a priest? We see oh, just over three months. Is that accurate? Oh, I think it's fairly accurate, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite new. Um, yes. How do you, how does it feel to be a priest than being not a priest? Oh, uh, if I compare with when I was deacon and priest, even the deacon and priest, there's a big difference because mm-hmm. deacon, as a deacon, still you can do many things, but as a priest, you have to do many, many, many other things. Yes. So yeah, all the ministry jobs and. For example, I go. To, I went to a lot of hospices and hospitals, and also those who are sick. So I went there to anoint them, have a talk with them, and just before they go back to where they're coming from. 
Hmm. So that's awesome. So and, you you hmm. have a great story. I want to get stuck into it because I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you've got a twelve minute version of it. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to try and tell us the twelve minute version then, and then maybe we can ask some questions after that. Okay, then I'll maybe I can start about my dream then. Yes. So the calling calling story. Yes. Yes. My calling story is quite, well, I, I never felt that this is special, but many people are saying this is special. Mm. So I'm actually, I'm now sharing with you that my calling story is from three dreams. Mm. The first dream, I think when I was 19 or 20, I was in the dream. I was wearing priestly clothes, priestly vestment, and then stand in front of Takapuna St. Joseph, my one of my home parishes. Mm, in Auckland. And in, in Auckland. And I was greeting with other people. And then I woke up. And then the first word that I was saying was, what, what's going on? What's this? Mm. Did, you had, I, um, did you have any relationships at the time? Not really. I just starting to know Jesus at the time. Mm, but yes. no, not, I don't think I do have a faith. I just starting to know about Jesus. Mm. And I never, ever thought about to be a priest anyway. Mm. So it was big shock. Mm. Mm. And then I share with this dream with my mother. And the mother said, oh, maybe you do have freedom to choose yes or no. Or this can be only dream. Mm. So if you feel uncomfortable, then you can go to the church and say to Jesus saying, you know, I don't want it. It's okay. So I went to St. Joseph Takapuna and then just kneel down over there and saying to Jesus saying, okay, Jesus, why did you show me these things? I don't know why, but you know that I'm not a good person to be a priest. And then I'm not, I don't want to be a priest. So Thank you for showing this, but no thanks. Yeah. Take it back. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then I start um, threatening him saying, if you keep showing me this, I will change my religion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Did that work? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be threatened. Right. That's right. And then the, I just um, forget it for forgot it for, for a few few years. And then the second dream came. Um, I think in early twenties. In the dream, I was in one of the massive basilica, mm-hmm. and the mass. They just start. They are about to start the mass, mm-hmm. and then I was late, so I went. Ran into the church looking for holy water to bless myself and then looking for a seat. Right. And then a man with a white elb, white garment came with me with the piles of clothes. And he called me and saying, wear this. And I look at it, look at the, I look, I look at the um, clothes, all the clothes that he has. It's all priestly clothes, elb. Stole, cheshable, everything. Mm. And then, oh, no thanks. And then I just tried to pass. And he called me back. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Just just wear this. And I said, 
no, I know what it is, but I don't want to wear it. So there was a bit of a rejection in that second dream, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes, definitely yes. Mm. So it's a clear, I don't want this, thank you very much. Oh, very clear. Hmm. 100% clear. Yeah. <laughs> but this priest was really adamant that you must wear this vestment. Yeah, I don't think he's a priest. Just he was wearing this white alb. So who was and he? Who was he? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Just gave me the clothes. Right. And then I rejected second time and tried to um, pass him. And then he said, no, no, no. He just grabbed my arm and said, no, just wear this. I offer this to many people in the world, but nobody wants to wear it. Hmm. But you, you had to wear it. Hmm. And then I got really angry <laughs> hmm. because I already said no to two, two or three times saying, okay, I don't like it. I don't want it. But why you keep asking me? So just don't bother me. Just let me go. And at the time I do, I did have a girlfriend at the time. So I make an excuse to him saying, look, I have a girlfriend here. We'll get married. And then the man just smiled at me and saying, don't worry about girlfriend. And then all of a sudden he, he put all things on me, the, the clothes that he has. And then he should shout it out to me saying, follow the line, follow the cue. At the time, mess just started it. So all the, over there, there are many cardinals, bishops, priests, deacons are there. So they are entering into the altar. So at the time, my head, I was keep thinking, crying, crying. Saying, I don't want to be a priest. I don't want to go. I don't want to be a priest. But my body was keep moving towards to the altar. Mm. I was really crying hard. And then mm. I woke up. And... When I woke up, in reality, I was crying. And then I felt like, okay, this is not only a dream. I feel really uncomfortable. Hmm. And then I shared this story to one of the priests in Auckland Diocese. And he said, oh, this is a calling from God. Do you want to be a priest? Do you want to go to seminary? And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> why is that? Why, no. why were you not interested? I just don't have interest. I have, you know, I I know the life of university. I know the life of the world. I tasted it already, everything. Mm. So, you know, being a priest, you have to be quite a holy person. You have to be, you know, the celibate and other things, everything. And mm. they oh, you know what? This is ridiculous to me. Not mm. me. I can't do this. Mm. And somehow, yeah, the priest would keep asking, do you want to be a priest? Do you, are you ready to go to seminary? And I said, no, 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 no. You will never ever convince me to go to seminary or to be a priest because I never ever wanted. Hmm. And, oh. and then I just share with him, but saying, I don't know why, but this is a dream. And a few years later, uh, my girlfriend and myself, we just broke up very naturally because she was an international student from South Korea. Mm -hmm. And once she graduated University of Auckland, she decided to go back to um, home country yeah. uh, permanently. 
So there's no point to, you know, continue this relationship. Hmm. It was heartbreaking. Yes, it was really, really heartbreaking. And the third dream came while I had really um, hard time. Hmm. The, the third dream was, I was, in the dream, I was a businessman. I think I was a quite successful businessman in the dream. So I tried to go to overseas. So I went to airport, went into the airplane. Everything is very smooth. And we took off to the air and then just keep flying. And all of a sudden, the airplane was shake it really hard, shook it really, really hard, and then broke by two pieces mm. just in front of me. Wow. This wasn't and hard, then, really? Wow. Yeah, it was really tragic uh, experience in mm. the dream. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's airplane is spinning and then down to the, down to the earth to crash. And... You know, when, when I think some movies, they express if you are about to die, everything became very slow, mm. which I experienced it because once I about to get hit to the land, to crash to the land, mm. everything became very slow. And then the three memories passed through my head like a photo. The first memory was when I was really, really happy. I don't remember my friend's name when I was a kid. Him and myself and his family and my family, we went to a swimming pool, a local swimming pool, and we had a really good time. Mm. Happiness just, and then just passed. And then the second photo was, the second memory or photo was when I fought with my parents very first time in my life mm. I swearing them and just really bad and then I got really maybe I heard them a lot at the time so that's the second memory passed and the third memory was I'm not sure it's my mother's or father's birthday but I'm pretty sure it's mother's anyway that was my one of my parents birthday that we had really good time with among our family parents myself and my younger brother and then when i saw that photo of memory and then crashed everything became white and feels like i'm flying it's it's really comfortable place to be Mm. and i still don't know why but i still repeating saying i don't want to go back I, I want to stay here. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I was keep repeating these sentences. And all of a sudden, my eyesight has been changed that I was in front of one of the massive churches. On the left, there's thousands of people. On the right, there's still thousands of people. Mm. And the central area was empty, completely empty. And this and the sanctuary instead of altar there's a big golden chair with the two fires mm-hmm. on the chair and the one man sitting down there 
And then I was, oh, okay, who is this guy? And I'm not sure if he heard it or not. He saw me, he's staring at me, and then just, you know, just give a body language to come here. And all of a sudden, two men came, just appeared, grabbed my charm, and dragged me to him. Mm-hmm. And whenever I get close to the man who sat on the chair, I couldn't see him through my eyes because my head is automatically goes down. Actually, it went down really quickly. But I can still saw him. Mm. What I do you mean? Still... What do you mean? It's... Whenever I get close to him, I have to bow down. Oh, I see. I just cannot, you know, see him. I cannot see him through my eyes. But I could see him still through my visions. And when I approached him, he just stood up and then kept saying something very angry. He's very, very angry at me. Like, blah, 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 blah. But I couldn't hear anything. But... I knew that he was angry. He was very angry at me. Mm-hmm. And I was keep repeating these sentences. Have, have mercy on me. I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. Mm. Please give me one more chance. Please let me go. Keep repeating these sentences. And then, of course, I was crying hard. Crying, crying hard. And then I made a promise saying, have mercy on me. Please give me one more chance. Please let me go. If you let me go, I will do your will. Please let me go. Mm. And then I woke up from the dream. And of course, I was crying hard. Mm. So that would have been a third dream. And you, by now, you th- you're thinking, okay, God is on to me. He is on my case. That's um, right. Of course, you were a believer, so you believed that there's a God and believed that there's a God who's calling you to um, pursue something quite extraordinary and different mm. to the rest of the world, really. Not a lot of people are called to be priests. Um, mm. With the businessman dream, why do you think you were in a plane and why do you think the plane um, where it fell down? Is that because... If you went down that road, then it's not going to work. Is that what? What does it mean? No, I think at the time I had a job, which is I I earned a lot of lot, thousands of money a week, like really good money a week, mm-hmm. weekly basis, and then very good money. And then I know how to spend, and I I love party and other things. Mm. So I think he knew. That if I have, you know, I if I go to this road, then I will be maybe against God. Maybe I will not face to Him. That He, that is kind of awakened call to me, saying, "Okay, if you don't go there, yes, you can get a lot of money and things, but make sure that I have authority for your whole life." Mm. That's what I received it. Okay, this money is not only the things in the world, but there's something more and something bigger than money is there. So I think he clearly 
Jesus really clearly showed me showed me this um, kind of authority. Hmm. Okay. Very clearly. So, mm. have you received confirmation that your your direction in life is supposed to be a priest after all these dreams and after you've entered the seminary? Obviously, because the seminary is a place where people train to be priests. And I suppose you spent quite a while there. Like, was it six years to train or five years? I think it's supposed to be six and a half years or seven years. Seven years. So yes. have you received any confirmation with all of that to say that this is what you're meant to be doing? Well, the confirmation I received, that's before I entered into the seminary. Mm. Um, after, the dream, after the dream, I didn't go to the seminary directly because – I was quite stubborn, but still I'm quite stubborn. <laughs> but I acknowledged at the time that, okay, I now understand that you are calling me. Mm. But I'm not going to the seminary because I'm not ready. So you have to give me the right time and everything. Just give me the sign. So that's another two years. It took two years. And then I got the sign mm. that... Okay, you go. That's Easter in 2013. Hmm. So it's a personal, it's a personal um, sign that hmm. he gave me. So yeah, and uh, before and then after the sign, I decide to go to the seminary without any doubting. And why do you think he went after you specifically? I still have a question. <laughs> yes, because there are so many because, people out yes. there who are in the same shoes as you are. And um, like I know some guys as well who have been, uh, who joined the seminary and uh, yes. left. And, uh, yes. you know, they're now fathers or they're now um, just not doing anything, just working, mm. that type of thing. So um, I mm. just wonder, have they also had the same calling and if they've left it? then does that mean that's it for them? Well, I, I still don't know why he's calling me, first of all. Um, but I asked the same question to him when I was in the seminary. So why? You know, in the seminary, you can see a lot of talented people. And then it looks like I'm nothing. So I asked many, many, many times, same question to him. Why did you choose me? Are you sure I'm the right person to be? Why did you call me? And I said to him, I'm nothing. You know, compared with these guys, I'm actually nothing. But are you sure the right choice? And I got the answer one day saying, because of your nothing, because you are just nothing, I chose you. So that people will see, people in the world will see, it's not you, hmm. but he did something hmm. on me. Hmm. And, okay, so, okay, well, that's a very interesting story because it's quite hmm. a um, profound one. It's quite a, um, out there, uh, hmm. clearly, in, in human terms, some somebody really wants you to do something, so... You, mm. I think you were chased uh, or pursued by God to mm. um, to undertake this job. And do you think that you will find out more about his plan or more about why you've become a priest as, as the years come by, I suppose? 
I yes, I now slowly feeling it now. Why? And this is priestly ministry is such amazing ministry. Mm. It's really really worth it. But you never know before you become a priest. Mm. This is just this is not a job. If you think about if you think about this, like become a priest as a job, I'm sure nobody nobody will survive. Mm. But this why is that? Is because it's tiring. You have to meet you know thousands of people, mm. and you don't get any money. Mm. Well, we, we we do get some stipends, of course, mm. but that's it. Mm. So how do that's, you survive? We survive because uh, the church provides us mm. uh, food, uh, drinks, and petrol, rents, and everything. Mm. Mm. So there's a lot of trust involved in this kind of uh, vocation. Yes. Uh, yes. It's not your typical go to work, get paid, and then come back home. No, no, no. That's, that, that's your thing that this is ministry. Mm. It, mm. Many times... I already experiencing it. It's really tiring and difficult, of course. Mm, mm, mm. But there's a deep joy in mm. this ministry. So the joy covers, joy embrace everything. Mm. So that I can still go mm. in this ministry. Well, that's amazing. And so thank you so much mm. for uh, sharing your story with us. Father Tom, and uh, mm-hmm. what a great privilege to have you. <clears throat> and thank, uh, you. thank you for um, mm-hmm. for accepting, I suppose, this uh, this calling and for sharing um, the details. And uh, I really hope that uh, as you progress towards your vocation, uh, mm-hmm. you'll get to find out more and more about the riches of what it's, uh, it's got in store for you, I suppose. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Mina. You're welcome. And we're hopefully to hear some more... Uh, more dreams from you in the near future who knows <laughs> <laughs> only God knows <laughs> only knows well thank you so much for listening to us um, dear listener I hope you enjoyed this week's episode uh, until next week take care and goodbye thank you for listening if you liked this episode would you please share it with a friend these episodes are available to you for free on Spotify Google Play Music and iTunes Until next week, Hairera.